I'm going to intro today's episode with a couple of interesting social stats. The first one is 10% of Twitter users create 92% of all tweets, and only 21% of U.S. adults are ever on Twitter. I'm going to intro today's episode with a couple of interesting social media stats. The first one is 10% of Twitter users create 92% of all tweets. And the second one is only 21% of U.S. adults have ever had a Twitter account. But over the last few weeks, Twitter has become the place for freight news to break, trend, or go viral. Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I'm your host, Blythe Bromley, and as a user of Twitter for more time than I'd like to admit, it's kind of cool to see the growth, especially among a quote-unquote niche within the Twitter sphere. I've historically used Twitter as a place for sports and entertainment, and when I worked at a 3PL years ago, we had an account on the platform as early as 2010. But the freight Twitter world of 2010 compared to what it is now is completely different and exciting all at the same time. Is having a Twitter profile right for your business? Only you can really make that call. But in today's episode, I'm going to break down how one freight exec is using it and how some of those strategies might work for you too. Hope y'all enjoy. And dive into our final topic for today because I think that it's really interesting to see how freight has become so mainstream in the eyes of just an average everyday American. And we, we talk a lot about the attention economy on this show. And so I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the freight Twitter story of the week. And it really, it happened all over the, the, the last week. And yes, I say freight Twitter because that has officially become a thing. And it's been a, you might say it's been a thing for a little while, but it's become more mainstream, especially over the last week. Um, because I, you know, for, for me, I have a love hate relationship with Twitter. I think that it's, it's one of those things where it's the, the best of humanity and also the absolute worst of humanity. Um, but this was a fun thing to watch evolve from sort of the sidelines. And, and if you haven't heard Ryan Peterson, he's the founder of Flexport. He has been going to the port of Long Beach, um, which has been obviously clogged. It's been making, you know, even the Today Show and other morning news programming. He's been making the rounds on on all of those, but not him himself, but his tweets are making the rounds. And so I wanted to give a breakdown of his week on Twitter because firstly, he and his team went to go visit the port of Long Beach and they gave the workers there free tacos. Now, this sounds like something that should be done on a regular basis, but apparently this has never happened for these workers at the port, which blows my mind because when I worked at a 3PL, I was ordering food for the entire office at least once a week. It's one of those expenses that it's not really a large expense if you're challenging your team to, to tackle a bunch of problems throughout the week and you want them to be focused and you want them to be energized. It's one of those things that it should happen on a regular basis, especially right now we're in peak season, all of the, the supply chain challenges that have been going on. This is such a simple thing to do and it has never happened for these workers. So minor gripe aside for that, he and his team over at Flexport provided free tacos for these workers over there with the idea that they would be able to be able to do some of these customer interviews and find out firsthand just what the hell's going on at the port and why can't we get some of these efficiencies put in place. And so because of that, he pointed out all of those weaknesses and insight in a large Twitter thread. This thread started to go viral. I would name them here, but there's too many to count. 
but one key point was a quick fix. He said being able to stack containers more than too high, it's a city zoning code, but he noted that it was something that can easily be fixed today. And well, the mayor of Long Beach agreed because he temporarily sent out, he sent out a tweet in response to this, temporarily allowing containers to be stacked four to five high. So this is the mayor of Long Beach immediately seeing, not immediately, but pretty immediately within a couple days of seeing this tweet storm go viral. And then he makes the executive response in order to say, okay, we're going to alleviate, we're going to do our part and do what we can and be able to, you know, temporarily suspend the zoning law of stacking, you know, simple things, stacking containers four to five high. Now, one response from one of the mainstream media folks was perfect. I think it was actually from the Odd Lots podcasters who I'm, I'm, you know, I'll link to them in a future show because they've been doing a supply chain series. And I think they just dropped another episode today with with FreightWave CEO and founder Craig Fuller. Those episodes have been so enlightening to listen to because even as someone in supply chain in logistics, there are things within the industry that I don't know about, but I want to stay, uh, I want to stay abreast of what's going on around the industry. So those have been so insightful to learn from the different aspects of ocean and rail and the, the, the truck side of things. So highly suggest going to, to subscribe to that podcast odd lots because it's fascinating, uh, deep dive. But the, one of the hosts said, one of the hosts said, great to see a founder jump in and find bottlenecks and remove them compared to politicians and unions that are typically slow movers. So another tweet from the Flexport founder, just a few days later, after he solved this one problem, he was complaining about a 404 error error code on uh, the google.com slash meet. So this is a URL to schedule meetings. And that URL has been bad for a while, apparently a few years now. Google changed this URL to meet.google.com, but didn't bother setting up a redirect for the old link. And what's frustrating for from a user perspective is that if you go and you try to just quickly Google, if your browser remembers that old link, then it'll automatically redirect you to that bad link just automatically for, from the browser standpoint. Because Google didn't set up a redirect, which they have tools in order to do this, that tells me as a website owner that, hey, you got some 404s, you need to get them fixed. Why they didn't use this on their own software is mind boggling to me. But there was a product tech person, there was a product engineer at Google, not a product tech person, but I guess it's kind of the same thing. But a product engineer at Google was tagged in the Flexport CEO's Twitter thread about that. And that too ended up being fixed. So if you're keeping count, he's fixed Google URLs that were incorrect and resulting in a 404, despite this company having all of the resources in the world in order to run 404 error reports. But then he also fixed the zoning law in the city of Long Beach. So those are two big moments. I, I would argue that the first one with fixing the zoning, the zoning law was probably bigger than fixing the the bad URL. But who knows how many other people were complaining about that same thing. And now Ryan has helped to fix that as well. And then to top it all off, because he's had quite the week on Twitter, his wife, Ryan's wife, built a replica of the Ever Given and that shared it on Twitter as well. Now, remember, that's the ship that got stuck, infamously stuck in the Suez Canal earlier this year. Well, his wife converted one of those little red wagons into the Ever Given. They have their small toddler in the, the little red wagon. They're using it to go trick-or-treating. It's an adorable video if you're seeing the the, 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 the video version of it. Um, but I also have it linked in the show notes in case you want to check it out because it, it really is 
adorable. And she does like this behind the scenes of how she actually got it built. And it looks like it's largely built out of cardboard. She assembles it all together, puts the toddler in. And guess what? You have an amazing Halloween, you know, I guess, quote unquote, costume. Um, You have an amazing costume or really just a candy collecting vehicle um, that isn't going to get stuck, hopefully. And so she can, uh, it's just a really creative approach. And he's showing a lot of the insight to problem solving, to the backstory, to um, to, to behind the scenes action and even mixing in a little of personal life. And that's what I really wanted to bring this all back to is because a lot of folks are concerned or they, they just don't know how to start on social media. And while Ryan has gotten a ton of press from a lot of these different tweets, you can't pay for that kind of PR. He's arguably gotten thousands and thousands of dollars in PR just from the last week of just being on Twitter and just expressing some of the the problems within the industry and quick solutions on how to get this fixed. And so he's showcasing that. He's showcasing the behind the scenes of, of talking to workers, providing them food, simple things that he's just documenting. It sort of goes back to that that infamous slogan for, from Gary Vaynerchuk, where he says, document, don't create. Don't spend too much time thinking about the content you want to create. Document what goes on in your daily lives, the, the struggle points for your customers and, and the problems that you're trying to solve. And then mix in a little bit of personality. That's where a lot of confusion comes into play with some of these social media networks is that you're over, you're overthinking it. You're overcomplicating it. Show the simple things because when you show the simple things and you show how folks can connect with you, then you're just giving them that extra added bonus of familiarity with your brand. You're also giving that extra added bonus of, of the trust factor. And it, maybe I can signal back to our earlier conversation with Kevin, where he talked about, you know, a new idea of how he wants to treat customer testimonials, where he wants to hear the bad and he wants to showcase the bad, not just the good, but he wants to showcase the bad in order to tell his customers or potential customers in the future of, hey, we listen to you. You don't just become a customer and then we forget all about you. You become a customer and then we're going to continue to listen to you and continue to make the product better. Um, so showing those kind of different insights, especially from the behind the scenes, the, the, the problems within your organization, within your industry, showcasing those on a social media platform can make a lot of executives a little nervous and it might not be right for everybody, but it clearly has been proven valuable for folks like Ryan over at Flexport. So kudos to him for sharing all of that behind the scenes insight and, and information and getting it to the point where stuff is actually being fixed because of your tweets. Um, and you're getting all of this added exposure. So I, I just think it was a great week for Freight Twitter. If you don't currently have a, a Twitter account, I would highly advise you know going and getting one started and just seeing the conversations that are developing on that platform because there's a lot of great conversations that are a complement to other social media platforms such as LinkedIn, such as YouTube, TikTok, all of the, the ones that we essentially talk about on this show. That's the attention economy in a nutshell. So I hope you enjoyed that little breakdown um, because we got more coming over the next couple of months in order to, to help you guys understand how to get started with your marketing. Stop overcomplicating it. It really doesn't have to be that complicated. You're just sharing your insight and, and perspective on what's going on in the world. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. 
You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave, and I will see you real soon.